design consists of so many different styles, so many beautiful traditional, transitional, or even modern. Today, we're going to talk to an amazing influencer who has a fairy tale home. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here today because I've been following you on Instagram for years and your designs are so amazing. Your home is beautiful. Your children and you are just like the epitome of perfect. Very sweet of you to say, but uh, don't let the Instagram life fool you. It's not always so perfect behind the scenes. It's true. But looking at your background behind you, it's just absolutely stunning. Your home is just a combination of high-end design, but yet it's still cozy and comfortable. And it just sort of has this whole fairy tale kind of setting to it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you touched on the word cozy and that's something that is really important to me. When people come into my home, I want them to feel relaxed and comfortable. And um, I don't want them to feel like they can't touch anything or it's too fussy, but I do love timeless traditional design. So it's bouncing the two right. in our home. And this is a fairly new home that you're in now. Um, you've had a couple yeah. others during your career on the blog and on um, Instagram, but this one is an award-winning design. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So like you mentioned, this is our second family home um, that my husband and I built together. And we worked with an incredible team of professionals on this home, but it was something that we had dreamt of and planned for for many years but we had some hurdles along the way to get to where we are. Um, so we're just really thankful and happy to be here. And um, we've been living here for just over a little year. And um, the timing was perfect because when COVID hit, we were settled into our home so we could just right. breathe and really um, enjoy the home, but also yeah. work on some house projects. So we really felt settled and comfortable in the home. And that's ongoing yeah. I don't think house projects ever end no. um, but we're finally starting to feel settled and comfortable here do you think this is going to be your forever home or do you kind of get the itch after a little bit to do another one yeah that's a really good question I don't know if there is ever such a thing as a forever home there's just mm -hmm. so many curveballs that life throws your way so I would never want to put that title on this home and it's very definite. <laughs> it is yes and my husband and I love the process of building a home. He's in real estate and it's definitely a passion project for me. So I would love to have the opportunity to build again, but um, I'm pretty sure if I brought that conversation up with my husband, he <laughs> would not be too happy right now. So you might need a bit gonna... more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing's happening in the immediate future. And you didn't start out in this career though as an influencer where did you how did you get into it like a lot of people I don't think even really know what that title means sure yeah so before I was a mom so I have three kids aged 10, and a very seven. new one too yes our youngest is almost two months she'll be two months in a couple days and um, before that, I had a career in marketing. I worked for a local advertising agency, which was definitely a dream job for me at the time because mm -hmm. I always wanted to do something in the creative field. And um, I loved how I was able to mix creativity with business and marketing. 
And so I did that for 10 years. And when my second daughter, Taylor, came along, I decided to stay at home and be a full-time mom, which is a really hard decision for me because I loved my job and I was able to work with creatives every day. So from copywriters and designers and photographers, and it was just, every day was so exciting. So Mm -hmm. doing that, and then making the decision to stay at home with a baby and uh, older toddler, it was a huge transition. And it was right around the time that Instagram became popular. And right. so I joined the platform to connect with friends and family. And so did the platform on Instagram come first before the blog? It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I realized that there was this community of creative moms from all over the world that Mm -hmm. I was able to connect with. And my following grew quite quickly at the beginning. And um, then my blog started and um, opportunities to showcase products in our home started coming my way. And that's Mm -hmm. how I became a content creator and blogger and had the opportunity to work with companies. So I say, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say people love seeing that too, and being a part of it, because they may not be able to experience or or carry out that creativity in their own homes, or just take little bits and pieces of it. Yeah, and that's what I love sharing. So things that inspire me, that's what I share. Um, I really focus around home and family. And um, yeah, being able to style house projects at home, I'm able to express that um, creative side that I'm missing from, mm-hmm. you know, being in a more traditional work environment. So I can do that at home. And really pivoting and such as well as social media is changing, you kind of are evolving as well. And your following is huge. Now you have like 76,000 followers. Did that just organically happen? Or how do you how did you find the following sort of really started picking up? Yeah, well, I've been at it now um, for about six years. So right. I've been doing it for a while. So yeah, it doesn't I just happen overnight. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen overnight. And um, I think once you start working with companies and they're sharing your images, right. and um, that would pro- that's probably how my following really started growing is when I started um, working with companies. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say like your aesthetic even carries right through to your beautiful daughters, the way that they are dressed and put together and that sort of thing. Are they on board all the time or do they sort of push (laughs) back a bit when you're, you know, asking them to kind of be in the pictures and such? Yeah, they're definitely getting a bit more opinionated the older they get and getting their own style, which is so great. And I fully encourage that they, um, you know, figure out their own style and dress how they want to, um, which is great that I have a baby because, you know, I don't get anyone talking back to me. Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of years before that starts happening, but that's my feed is definitely, um, it reflects my life. So I aren't showing as much of my older kids that are seven and 10 because they're at school now full time and they don't always want to be photographed. And we, at the same time, we built this new house. So my feed has been like a very natural 
um, evolution of my life, where yeah. when I was in the thick of motherhood, I was sharing a lot about what I was doing at home with my kids, and they mm-hmm. were ph- photographed a lot. And then it transitioned into more of a home and right. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah blog sort of and real. influencing you at those moments as well. Exactly. So let's talk about your home for a little bit. Um, I really want the viewers to, if somebody has never built a home before, I don't think they realize how long that process can take, how involved it is, how many choices there are. Oh when my did you guys start the process? Did you, were you inspired by the lot or you sort of knew what mm. you were going to do already? That's a really good question. So it took us, um, two and a half years, almost three years to find a lot to build on to start with. So we knew that we wanted um, a bigger family home because we wanted to grow our family. And one of the criteria was I wanted it to be walking distance to my girl's school. And um, I wanted a slightly bigger lot size. And in the neighborhood we're in, lot sizes aren't big. So that was one of the reasons why it took so long. And we don't have a huge lot size, but we were looking for a certain square footage. So it took us a while. And the funny thing is we actually aren't on the lot that we had originally bought. We bought a house and um, a week after we moved into it, this other lot came available. So we decided to renovate the first house and work on coming up with a plan to do a new build where we are today. Oh, wow. So again, that whole and pivot thing, you just kind of have to roll with the punches, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just funny how sometimes you have this plan in your head of how you want a project to roll out, but there's just so many curveballs that come with building a home and things always mm-hmm. take so much longer. So the entire yeah. process took us about four years and um, we, to design the house that took a year to mm-hmm. come up with the full house plans and to get it approved um, by the city. So, you know, I don't think a, a lot of people realize how much planning goes into it before you can actually start building it. Absolutely. And revision over revision, there'll be bits and pieces yeah. of one that you like and then switching. And I find too, then you think you've got it, but something else comes up. <laughs> and that's so true because our style actually changed over the year of building. Yeah. Yeah. So I was initially thinking that we were going to go more of the farmhouse route because I just wanted a really relaxed family home. But when we started working with our architect on the drawings, I realized that I was just naturally drawn to more of a traditional home design and Mm -hmm. symmetry is really important to me. That's one of the biggest things that's important to me in design. And I think that just comes from my background in um, advertising, just looking at so many ad proofs over the years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, our home style transitioned into um, our architect style ended up started as a farmhouse and evolved to a French colonial home. So it's just funny how, thank you, but it's just funny how that happened. Like we had the time to really figure out what our style was and it was a process with our architect. And um, even with our floor plan, I was 
I had a wish list of non-negotiables that I just had to have in the home, which I think is really important when you start designing your home is to have that list of things that and were you able to get them all in? Because a lot of times it's it's a bit of compromise. It is, yes. So we were able to get most of them in, but there was compromise because of our lot size and bylaws that we had to work around. So um, in hindsight, is there anything that you feel is missing? No. And that's the good thing is we had, it was a long enough process that we were really able to weigh the pros and cons of every Mm -hmm. decision. So we knew why every decision was made. So we didn't feel rushed into things. So I think that that's probably why we feel that way. And then you were able to do custom millwork and work with the designer to choose finishes and all those sorts of things as well. So it really is you throughout the entire space. Yeah, thank you. That was, yeah, I definitely know the aesthetic that I like, but it was definitely a process to um, track down all the items and to make sure that everything worked together. And that's where our incredible design team came in. They really helped um, guide us and source items that we loved. And you guys won project of the year last year for the CARE Awards, as well as many others. You kind of really swept the board with this project. Were you expecting that? No, not at all. Um, Our designers submitted our house into the show and I, my husband and I were at home watching the award show online because of COVID. Right. And um, we were just so surprised and shocked when our house kept winning awards. (laughs) We weren't expecting it, but it just, um, we had an awesome team and, uh, yeah, a lot of the recognition goes to them for sure. It was one thing that, um, I loved about building this house is we had such a great team and we worked so collaboratively together. Like everyone really respected each other's opinions and it mm-hmm. felt like such a great team. Nobody pushed back on any decisions or anything. Like no, that. no, it was very respectful. And, um, I think that that's, such an important thing is hire people that you get along with and you really Absolutely. respect because they're and, in your life for like you said four years and it's almost sad yeah. then after the, that relationship is finished it's you almost miss them true. it's very true I definitely felt that way yeah. yeah and since you've been featured in many um very recognizable and high profile Instagram accounts magazines that sort of thing as well it must be kind of exciting that the the hype just keeps continuing Yeah, I'm sure it's going to end soon um, because people will get sick of looking at our house. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think you know. I don't know if you know this or not, but people in the neighborhood, when they walk by your home, that's where I got the fairy tale house from. That's what they call it. It's just Uh, so beautiful from the curb appeal right inside. uh, That's very nice to hear. Thank you. The other thing, um, just for our listeners, where we live, it's kind of commonplace to have um, all sorts of woodland animals walking down the street and stuff like deer. And you recently shared a peacock that was had taken up residency in your backyard. So this only proves my theory. It's like Snow White around here. <laughs> I thought my kids were kidding Saturday morning. They're like, Mom, Dad, there's a peacock in our backyard. And I peeked out our bedroom window and I didn't see anything. And then sure enough, I came downstairs and there was a peacock just 
strutting along in the grass and we went outside and greeted it and it just seemed so happy there it was so funny um luckily it left at nighttime so it didn't keep us up all night because I heard they can get quite noisy so yeah it was even in the neighborhood it's commonplace to see like a doe and her babies walking down the street by the house or those sorts of things too there's a lot of deer in the neighborhood, which I think are beautiful to look at, but not so good for a garden. So that's, yes. yeah, it's a bit Let's of a challenge. Let's talk about the exterior for a second, because mm-hmm. even your outdoor kitchen, the patio and the landscaping, they're all so beautiful and really lend themselves to the style of the home too. How did you sort of come up with that vision? Yeah, so I really wanted our back patio to be a direct walkout from our house. So on the ground floor. And that was one of my non-negotiables. I wanted our main floor to be on the ground so you can open. We have these art French doors. We can open them up and walk right out onto our patio. So that was something that was really important to me. So we could have that open concept of inside and outdoors. And then for our grass area, I wanted to have um, a very flat grass area so our kids could play sports. So we're always, you know, kicking the soccer ball around at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then we love entertaining. So we built this beautiful outdoor kitchen. We worked with Capital Iron on that. And um, it's just, this will be the first summer that we will fully be able to enjoy it. So I'm really excited to having so some amazing. family barbecues out there. Yeah. yeah, just have the doors open and have the exterior in and just to have that extension of space. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing, so I'm going to go into a question from one of our listeners. Um, They're wondering how you keep your whites so white in your home when you have kids. Is it an illusion or is it for real? You know what? I don't know if it's because I have girls, but we've never had a problem with that. And our walls are white. Um, We use a Benjamin Moore Scuff-X paint on the baseboards, which is a really good paint. So Mm. we don't have any marks yet. We've only been in here for a year and a half, but we don't have those scuff marks on the baseboards. And most of our furniture, it's not a pure white. It's like a beige or an off-white or a warm white. So maybe it just hides things a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Who influences you on Instagram? Oh, goodness. There's so many people. Or in real um, life, too. Yeah. Real life. Um, so I would say online. Um, is uh, She's a person I also know um, in real life. And that's Monica Hibbs in Vancouver. Oh, she has yes. a beautiful classic style and a gorgeous um, home decor store. Um, and she just a seems, bunch of she reminds me too. of you actually like she just seems like she has such a great personality too someone if you just sat down with them she would just be so lovely to talk to she is lovely I had the chance to sit down with her um before COVID so about a year and a half ago maybe even two years ago now and um she's very sweet and lovely and the real deal for sure yeah I love yeah that. Yeah. And then there's just so many amazing designers. There's um, a lady that I follow in the States. Her handle is House 7. I think her blog's House 7 blog. She's an incredible designer. Uh, Studio McGee. Um, mm-hmm. there, I feel like the list can go on and on Absolutely. because there's just so many incredible style influencers out there. 
And then as well as your style evolves and changes a bit too, I find you kind of find new avenues and new people to follow as well. It's very true. Yeah. But I think it is, it's very true also that it's the people that you like, you know, the people you follow are people that you would really want in your life if you had the opportunity or you feel like you could get along with them and relate. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to be spending time online, you want it to be positive. You want to follow people that inspire you and that you get inspiration from. So yeah, absolutely. You want to follow people that um, are like-minded or that challenge the way you're thinking, but something people that are very positive influences in your life. Absolutely. And then I think just taking bits and pieces of each of those so they fit and mold into your lifestyle too. So it's not complete cookie cutter copying, essentially, just getting influence and ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. We're almost at the end here. So I just want to take this opportunity for the viewers to find out where they can follow you, where they can stay in touch and see all of your amazing images and read your blog. Sure. So I'll start with my blog. It's cozyandkin.com. And you can also find me on Instagram. And my handle is at Lee underscore Christine. And that's Christine with a K. And all of my social media handles are linked from my blog as well. That's perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, You have a brand new little baby and so many things on the go at home, but we really appreciated being able to sit down and talk with you today. Thanks for having me, Amy. That was a lot of fun.